We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Whining, whining with, with Nurses. nurses. I'm Sarah. I'm Kat. And I'm Takeshi. You guys know Takeshi. He's been with us every week. He's just been sitting in the corner and shaking his head yes and no. Giggling maniacally. (laughs) And Takeshi's decided to join us tonight. He's going to ask us questions and tell us some stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were supposed to have a guest, uh, which we'll have pretty soon. Um, She's a vet. Nurse, which means you know a pet nurse. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you first said that, I thought you meant like like a like the like a veteran a veteran nurse like oh. who and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that would be really cool. Yeah, I didn't actually realize you meant an animal one, which I actually think is really interesting. Yeah, and I'm excited for that because we could talk to her about um, uh, cleaning the colons. Oh, so, like the expressing expressing the expressing anal, the gland. anal oh, glands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah, hear about that. She has a lot of stories oh. about that. So anybody oh. who has a small dog, <laughs> you every just... month or so, you have to express that little colon. You're expressing the gland, though, not the colon. Oh, yeah, I mean gland. I'm the, in my like... head. Yeah, yeah, you got to go in there, and it's like you're just popping a little zit, and it goes... Uh, have you seen this? That sounds right up my alley And hole. my dog, like my mom's dog, no. um, you'll know, because she'll start rubbing her butt all over the carpet uh, and Like stuff. dragging, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it smells bad. Well, yeah, you'll start seeing stuff. Oh, gross. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Cool. I can't wait. (laughs) So maybe next week. I might be sick that week. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys, just to fill you in, if this is your first time with us, this is Whining with Nurses. Um, It's a podcast about nursing and wine drinking. So we open some wine, we drink it, we talk about nurse stuff, and we share it all with you. Except for the wine. That's just for us. But you can buy your own. Join Don't in. be left out. <laughs> okay, so what do you got here? So I brought a, it's called 19 Crimes. It's a 2016 red wine. Um, what see. kind of wine is it? Is it a table wine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you know what a table wine is? Um, no, tell It's us. wine on the table, right? <laughs> <laughs> is it a mixture it's a, yeah, of a different blend. wines? It's okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Yeah, I know a little bit. It says... Um, <laughs> because of the percentage, it can't be called like a Cabernet or a Syrah. Or, or a Meritage. Yeah. Because of the percentage of the blends. Yes. Like the different wines. Correct. Interesting. All so right. this one's from Southeastern Australia. Oh. Okay. And 19 crimes oh, turned because criminals into colonists. There's a lot of crime in Australia, right? Aren't, huh. aren't there lots of crazy there, murders there? There was a, a these heavy metal tribes uh, back in the day, about in uh, 2010 or so. And how they actually made them stop killing each other. There was like the, the ACDC tribe and the Metallica tribe. Uh, they had this. They, Pantera? Uh, yeah, there was a Pantera tribe. Sepultura? Yeah. I'm just saying yeah, metal yeah. bands that I know. Metal bands, right. <laughs> they actually made alcohol illegal in their area. No. And then they smoked weed and everything was all good. Oh, okay. That's yeah, a good. They're throwing spears at each other and stuff. It was, it was crazy. Actual tribes yes. with spears. Yes. What the heck? <laughs> I'm so glad Who I got this someone bottle? with a spear these days? There's so many <laughs> other weapons that are less barbaric. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all in Australia. So it says, upon conviction, British rogues 
um, guilty of at least one of the 19 crimes were sentenced to live in Australia rather than death. This punishment by transportation began in 1988 or se- oh, 1788 and many of the law- lawless died at sea. Oh, so instead of sure them there, yeah. they shipped them off to Australia and then people, some people died along the way. Right. Okay. So it's, uh, it says this wine celebrates the rules they broke and the culture they built. Heck yeah, I'll drink to that. Isn't that cool? It doesn't say it all though, like what the blend is or anything or what kind of wine. <laughs> Maybe because it's from Australia and they don't have to say. <laughs> Australian know, every- wine is pretty funky sometimes, so I'll have to admit. Yeah, a lot of it has a um, a lot of it has like a dirt flavor to it. Oh, that's uh-huh. that's called earthiness. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's already funky. Just the, just the bottle and the cork. Here we go. <laughs> I should probably use my other hand. <laughs> oh boy, cat. Yeah, good I job. I broke it. Can you pour? Sure. That's cool. I don't know about earth. You said earthy? It tastes earthy usually? Dirt? Very, he very said dirty. dirty. Oh, dirty. Oh. Dirt. Earthy. That's, that's more fun than earthy. Uh, <laughs> barnyard floor. Here we go. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, this it. is the funkiest wine. I'm spilling it. Okay, let's see. Right. It's it's does, it is, does have a really strong yeah, scent from afar. It's a little robust. It okay. smells a little like a I pinot. get a little blueberry. I think this is the Pinot blend, actually. It smells a little Pinot-y. I'm not, and you don't like I'm actually. How dare you? Who, me? <laughs> yeah. No, I like some Pinots. Oh, okay. But they need to be the heavier ones that taste more like Cabernet. Oh, really? <laughs> Pinots are, to me, are like Ooh. the most versatile grapes of them all. I, but, I really like Pinots. Yeah. In what way? In what way? How are they versatile? Well, okay. You, you could like... With a, you know different grapes, well, Pinot grapes in general, you could actually, they could taste completely different from each other. That's true, yeah. Versus, mm. you know, I could smell a cab or a Zen a mile away. I thought you meant versatile, like you can use them in jams. You can make <laughs> wine out of it. You can put them in your shoes and they make a nice cushion. <laughs> so many uses for Pinot grapes. No, no. Have you ever done that? I've always wanted to go and stamp on the grapes. No, I would love Let's to. Let's do though. it. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, you've yeah, done you've it? Done, yeah, gosh, Takeshi. Where have you done it? I know. My backyard. Really? Yeah. Can, can you wine. invite us to your backyard? Go to the grocery store <laughs> to get you some grapes. <laughs> put them in a bucket. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. I think it's, it's okay, sweet. It says blueberry. It's pretty sweet. Oh, yay. We agreed on that. See how I'm picking out different yeah, berries? I, know. I feel like I'm learning so much every week. I'm growing. I'm drinking more. I just feel like I'm becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm learning anything except I like wine. No, I already knew that. It's good though. Yeah, it tastes like a pinot. What do you think? I think it tastes more like one of those heavy pinots that I like. It has a little more body to it. It's not, um, you know how some pinots can be really light and really earthy? Like they yeah. smell a little like manure and they taste a little like manure. Wow. Those aren't my favorites. Mm, I don't get that from any pinot. You never smell manure? And pinot? No. I, I smell manure no. and pinot all the time. I think you really? might just not like pinot. <laughs> no, it's a thing. So I learned it in my tried? wine class. <laughs> 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 okay. I don't get those. Kidding. I'll tell you, there's some pinots from around here i know the russian river valley that's their claim to fame pinots and chardonnays and there's some that are really heavy and uh and and bold and there's some that are super duper light and it's funny because jen really likes the light ones that are that smell yeah. a little more like barnyard 
Yeah. And um, I like the ones that smell more fruit forward and I should take you to have this, a heavier uh, mouthfeel. I should take you to this um, one tasting room in Sonoma. It's called Walt. And they have about 12 different pianos. And that's where I started falling in love with pianos in general. Because mm. they just, it's such a versatile range. And it's just, they're just in different little areas of Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. And, Walt? Yeah. You know who has a pinot that I really love around here? Oh. Um, Chalk Hill Winery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's this delicious. And also Frank Family. They have a really nice pinot. I've never huh. had a pinot and thought, this looks like a barnyard. Well, you <laughs> need to try some more pinots. Unless you go <laughs> to Grocery Outlet. Yeah. <laughs> have you had one that's like barnyard? Uh, I mean, there there are some pad ones. Uh, one, okay, so here's the uh, best kept secret. Uh, if you go, so a lot of the wineries in Sonoma County will sell their overstock to Grocery Outlet for practically nothing. And um, yeah, so they'll Cheap slap wine. a different, they'll slap a different label on it. And that's legal. You can do that. Of course. You can slap a different label on this, that wine and it's the like, winery think, themselves yeah. will do it. Right. Like yeah. they want to they label it differently. So it. It. Yeah. Okay. And um, so they'll sell it for practically nothing. And so what a lot of people do, and I even know some, some people who buy wine from really nice restaurants and they'll get wine at grocery outlets. They'll buy a bottle and they'll taste it. And then if it tastes good, they'll go back in and they'll buy a full case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay, so back to bad pinot. So yeah, I I got well, I was at a grocery outlet in Sacramento <laughs> and I bought a pinot because I love pinot so much and it was so hideous. And it, it, it tastes like barnyard yeah, or just, manure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, some people like that. It doesn't mean it's a bad pinot. It's just no. not your cup of tea. And if you go up north too a little bit and you get their pinots up there at say some regular grocery store, it does not taste good. Like in Washington and Oregon? No, I'm just seeing like in Cloverdale. I was oh. like, Eureka? How north are we talking? Yeah, just a little bit north. <laughs> Canada? <laughs> Even though supposedly there's wineries up there. Hmm. In, anyway. in Cloverdale? Yeah, isn't there? Yeah, there's, oh, yeah. Um, there's vineyards. And- is it Alexander Valley or um, something else that starts with an A? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. It's up north. I, I think you're right. It's up uh, there. Anyway, yeah. uh, I heard their wine's not bad. And maybe, I don't know. I haven't well, been up there though. This bottle is kind of cool because each bottle, I was looking at a lot of different ones because I had no idea which which criminal I wanted to pick. But there's like different pictures of different people on each bottle. Different criminals. Okay, mm-hmm. so where yeah. did you pick up this awesome? I got this at Safeway um, where G&G used to be. And so it's pretty affordable. Yeah. Asking also. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it was not. I'm glad you brought this. I've seen it so many times and just wondered about it. And, you know, I've honestly never stick with what I know. Yeah. That's the temptation because you're like, oh, well, it's good. I know it's not going to. I was like, I hope I don't bring a crap bottle to wanting with nurses (laughs) because it's also a really neat looking bottle. So, folks, go try it out. 19 crimes. Four stars on Amazon. Um, I think it was Yelp. Yelp. Yeah. Or just Google. I think I Googled it and I was like, I don't want to bring, I want to at least try to find something decent so we'd have something to drink for our drinking podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's good. Everyone should try it. Try it. Hopefully so, it doesn't taste like poop. Uh, we do record a little bit ahead of time, but we were approved for uh, Apple Podcasts, which yeah. is finally, so all I have to do is search Wine with Nurses. On iTunes? Or yeah. is that On cool iTunes the same as- yeah. or your Apple Podcast. Before uh, you even told us, I don't know why Carter was looking it up, but he came up to me 
the day before, I think. And he said, hey, guess who's on iTunes? Yeah. And, and we were there. First time starting to Just episode two. Yeah, just uh, episode one's not in there. I don't know why. Yeah, that's but, right. uh I like if you episode. want the vintage episode one, you're going to have to go to SoundCloud. It's <laughs> yes. very exclusive. Yeah. 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 Well, that's so. exciting. Congratulations. Yay. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Okay. So you had a question earlier, Takeshi, about doctor's visits. Or- oh, yes, I did. I have a lot of questions about that. Episode. Shoot. Go. Go. Okay. Okay. I noticed, well, even myself, uh, some people don't go see a doctor until the very, very last minute. Good idea. Mm-hmm. How dangerous is that for somebody <laughs> to do something like that? Well, it totally depends on what the problem is, right? So if you your arm got chopped off and you waited until like your whole <laughs> limb was purple and black, that's pretty serious. Okay, say like a cyst. Oh, like or what type? Like a cyst where? I don't know. I mean, that's yeah, probably not life threatening. What do you need assistance with? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, or, yeah. uh, you know, say like, uh, you know, they notice a bump somewhere on their body or something like that. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they just go see a doctor right away? Mm, I agree with Kat. I think it depends on what it is. So if you know it's a cyst, if you've had it before and you kind of yeah. know how it would normally run its course, then keep an eye on it. And if it looks like it's getting really infected or it really starts to bother you, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. let's talk about how do you know if something's infected? Oh, uh, yeah, yes. that's a good idea. Because it's red, it's hot. It might be oozing something if it's an open wound, you know, something that looks like pus. It's green or yellow. It's thick. It smells funky. Any yeah. of those doesn't painful, have to be painful, warm. Oh, you mm-hmm. said hot. Yeah. Yep. Usually, if something's red and painful. It's usually inflamed, meaning all the cells have gone to that area to try to fix it and fight it, which is inflammation, and mm-hmm. that is a good thing, but also can cause problems. If you get a fever, That's that a means good sign it's gone. Infection, okay. right? A fever. Those are, things are serious. Yeah, then you yeah. shouldn't mess around. Just go to the, especially as adults, we, you know, are not know, quite as resilient as children yeah. are. They can overcome some things a little more easily. And so. we're supposed to be adults, so we're supposed to be more responsible. Right. <laughs> yeah. But we're not. We're not. And nurses are the worst, they say. Yeah. I don't know. Really? Some, yeah. I agree. I hate going to the I doctor. Agree. And mm-hmm. I won't unless there's something that I really think I can't fix with some uh, tea tree oil or yoga. Oh. Also, wow. because you have seen a lot of it and you're like, that's fine. I mean, that's it's, it's not going to kill me mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm going to ice it and I'm going to do this and that and put some, you know. And poor Ryan, anytime he injures himself or is sick, I try and tell him, no, don't go to the doctor. That's stupid. Do this and this and that. This is what they're going to tell you. <laughs> and he never listens to me and then no. he just gets worse and ends up going to the doctor yeah. and like they tell you- him to do whatever I said and right. then. But no one list, no one will take it from a nurse. No. You have to hear it from the doctor. That's true. Okay. Which is dumb. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. We see this anyway. Not that we know well, everything. There, there's, Sometimes there's on-call right. nurses, say, though, of course. too, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you call and say, I got this problem. Right. And then if they feel like it's actually something that needs to be escalated, then we'd ask the doctor. Yeah. But back to the point, you should, if it's, I mean, I don't know, if you get a fever if um, yeah. you feel in your gut something's wrong, always trust your gut. Always yeah. go to the doctor. Intuition's important. Yeah. yeah. Ton of Speaking of shit. gut, if you have really, really bad abdominal pain, yeah. you should go. Yeah. If you have bleeding out of your rectum that you it can't explain, yeah. you should mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Um, if you have blood in your urine that... Yeah, okay, know. blood in the urine. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect one. Blood in your urine, blood in your stool. You got to see the doctor right away. Yeah, I mean, if it's a little bit of blood, maybe you just have a urinary tract infection. Okay. Um, so, but if you're noticing a lot of 
we call it frank blood, which just means looks like a ton of blood because you can Bright have blood, blood in your urine that just makes it look pink or kind of tea colored or something, you know. Okay. And if you're not having any other symptoms, you might just have a UTI, urinary tract yeah. infection. Right. But if it's dumping blood into the toilet, then you got to go. You yeah. better go. And yeah. just don't be surprised if you're eating beets all day. Right, yeah. <laughs> you also have to cr- think critically of like, what did I do the day before? Why, you know, why does my pee smell so bad? Did I stick pins up my penis? There you go. Somebody was telling me this weekend on our oh rafting goodness. trip, they said, um, oh, I don't remember how they knew this person or if it was somebody that they heard a story about the ER. Anyway, this guy had taken the ballpoint pen insert out of a pen and stuck it in his urethra. Why? And I just thought, why? Exactly. Nothing's supposed to go in that hole. Did they tell you anything? <laughs> like, no, they didn't it? know why. But some and people are into that. They are. Oh, maybe that's why. They're real. Oh. It's a fetish. Does it, like specifically I mean, ballpoint? No, no. Like <laughs> just any object I don't know. that you could can be get a in pen. there. Yeah, yeah. It's called sounding. Sounding. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know Wait, that. why is it called sounding? I don't know. Oh, I know why. Sorry, I just realized. Because you know there's, what? Okay, there's a tool called a sound. And I know this from when I worked at the um, OBGYN office. And it's used to probe the, so you would put it in through the vagina and through the cervix to see how far it is to the back of the uterus. It's a yeah. measurement. And it's yeah. called a, a sound. Yeah. So maybe that's where they got yeah, the idea. Maybe that's what it is. I was thinking it's because the sound they make when they stick it up their penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, the reason why I look, I found that is because I always Google stuff about sound and audio and stuff. Sure, right. that's <laughs> why you found You it. were like, I wasn't in for that. What can I stick up my urethra <laughs> and not have to go to the emergency department? I heard when at, do in I the ER, some, some people, find, um, those poor nurses will tell these horror stories about like finding <laughs> light bulbs in people's butts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My sister worked at a in the admitting department. Why would you put a light bulb in your butt, dude? Somebody thinks it's a bright idea. (laughs) 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 Oh, but what if it broke? Can you imagine? Like, what if you clench real hard and it like right in your butt? And how do you get in the car? That can actually kill you. Like, if it perforated, right? But how do you get in the the car car if you have a light bulb in your butt? Well, I mean, once it's up Mm -hmm. in there far enough, like. It's, a light bulb you know. is, it's not like a LED plastic That's light bulb. What, uh, what, are we talking old school light bulbs? The ones yeah, that are full school. of powder and you know, a imagining. little metal spiral and they break and they shatter into a million fragile pieces. Yeah. And then the part left is like really sharp, hard, jagged. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and my butt's oh. puckering. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay, talking about emergency rooms, anyway. um, what should people prepare for when they go to an emergency room? Uh, you know what I mean? What do oh, they need? Yeah. Hmm. I think you should narrow down your complaint very specifically. So figure out exactly what it is that's bugging you yeah. and and be ready to explain that clearly. You should come with your insurance information um, because they're going to ask you for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, and you should be prepared for a long wait. If you're, you if know. It's not a, like, a, a very big emergency. You're going to be sitting there for about an hour. So. Yeah. Even if you have a broken bone, sometimes that seems like an emergency. It is. Mm-hmm. But let's say someone comes in who's having a heart attack or a stroke or something that someone could die if we don't do something right away, they're going to get priority. Sorry, that's just, you don't want someone to die, right? So you might have to wait for a while in pain and that Mm -hmm. sucks. So just be prepared for that. Yeah, I've had asthma since I was like one or even before that. I mean, so ever 
since I was, yeah, since then I've been in emergency rooms. Uh, for like always, asthma yeah, attacks? Yeah, for asthma attacks. And really? Stuff. Yeah, always around uh, uh, winter and until I saw it, started seeing an allergist and stuff and kind of just na- nailed that out you mm. know, and fixed it for me. Did you have to wait a really long time or like no. you not being able to breathe they let and me as in a right kid? Away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty serious, respiratory yeah. distress. Yeah. 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 And it's hard because a person's emergency is or a person's problem is always an emergency to themselves. It is always a huge deal. And it is. But you have, as a medical professional, you have to look at it as, is this person going to die in the next 30 minutes or hour if I do not see them now and take care of them? Right. With a broken arm, it is painful and it's awful and it's terrible. But you know you're not going to die. You and don't live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's unfortunate, you know, um, but that's how it has to be in emergency room or or people would die more often because we're not doing our job and only seeing, you know, in the beginning, the really, the actual life-threatening. And it's incredibly frustrating. Even if you know that, it's frustrating, but it's just how it is, you know. Um, right. That's what they call triaging. So when you get to the emergency department, you're usually going to talk to a nurse and that nurse is going to assess the situation. It's, it's his or her responsibility to figure out, is this life-threatening? Do we need to do something right now? Is it just urgent and you know they can wait a little bit and so that's a that seems like a really stressful and tough job Mm -hmm. being the nurse who has to kind of make that call figure out how to prioritize who to see first when was the last time you were in the emergency department oh about eight years ago for asthma not for putting things inside your your urethra (laughs) no i had really really bad pneumonia oh Uh, did you yeah it was about a golf ball size pneumonia in my lung Uh uh-oh it was Nasty, and I was so loaded on uh, opiates, and <laughs> like for the pain. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was like uh, like on your own. No, no. <laughs> no that's probably you. how you got the pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, I just let myself go, <laughs> and uh, the problem was is I was they they put me on all these antibiotics, but I think just the antibiotics didn't attack it well enough, and eventually I had to go to the emergency room and mm-hmm. spend also, a good week in there. Antibiotics are all different, so that's a good thing to talk about. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I Some mean, people are allergic to uh, penicillin. Right. True. Or, yeah. But, I, sorry, I meant to say bacteria are all different. So there's you have to do testing when you get like a bacterial. And first, they have to rule out that it's either viral or bacterial and or something else or fungal. And then um, each bacteria can be uh, sensitive, right? Sensitive? Yeah. Is that what we say? Yeah, to certain bac- uh, antibiotics. So you have to do this test where you like old school in a I think in a what's it called like centrifuge no in um oh petri dish in a petri yeah and see which one is actually so you could attack the same bacteria with 10 different kinds of antibiotics and you see which one actually kills most of the bacteria compared to the other ones and then that's the one they prescribe so they oftentimes will prescribe someone with a bacterial infection a one that usually kills most types of bacteria until they figure out what bacteria you have and which one it's sensitive to, and then they will prescribe you a specific one. So if it wasn't helping your pneumonia, they could have, you know, so until they narrow down exactly what bacteria you have and what it's sensitive to. Yeah, right. And I noticed as soon as I was on certain antibiotics, it was just killing my lungs. Mm. Like Mm. what was happening? Yeah. Yeah, There was more pain in there, a lot more pain. It was Mm. like this, as soon as it kicked in, it was like, 
like someone's stabbing me in the lung. Could maybe you feel because like- there was more inflammation yeah. there. It was mm-hmm. maybe the antibiotics were beating down the bacteria a little bit, giving your own immune system a chance to get in there and fight right. it. Inflammation hurts, even though it's a yeah. your body's way of trying to fight something or heal itself. It's not, it doesn't feel good. It's painful. No, mm-hmm. no, it's pretty painful. Uh, yeah, and, and pneumonia takes like a good, it feels like a good couple, like three or four months for you to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I had it for about a year. What? Yeah. Well, like on and off where you want yeah. antibiotics the whole time? Kind of on and off. Yeah. yeah, and then at the peak was me going to the uh, the hospital. Hmm. And then three months, three, four months after that. So it was pretty intense. It was like resolved three or four months later? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's my, did you spend nights in the hospital? Yeah, did a you? week. And my, my neighbor was pretty, uh, he, uh, the poor guy, I guess for some strange reason, whatever medication he was on, he, he lost all his muscle movement, his muscles and stuff. Uh, uh, how can I explain it? Wait, what was he on medication for? I think it was for heart medication. Okay. And all of a sudden. Oh, he, was it a statin was like, for maybe cholesterol? cholesterol? Yeah. Something, maybe Not to give statins that. a bad name, but. We'll explain later. Go on. Yeah. And so he couldn't move at all. Uh, and he was just sitting there and he couldn't control his bodily functions either. So he was just farting the whole entire time. And he didn't have like another condition? <laughs> no. Like it, was, it was just all of a sudden they, they switched his medication and something happened. Did he stay like that forever? Uh, I don't know. I have huh. no clue. Clearly, you don't huh. live in the same neighborhood anymore. No, no. <laughs> we're not in the same block. <laughs> oh, you mean your neighbor in the hospital? In the hospital. Oh, yeah. I Sorry. thought you meant like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> okay, then I take yeah. it back this makes about more the sense. Statin. Yeah, this makes it more probably yeah, yeah. wasn't that. Yeah. If it was an immediate thing, yeah, that's probably not what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty intense. Whatever it was. I'm like, wow, your neighbor was really sick. <laughs> no, yeah. he, and was he came over right to my house just to fart. At yeah. me. <laughs> and the poor guy, he's sitting there oh. right next to me, and he probably just wants peace and quiet and stuff. And I'm sitting there in pain. Were like, you just like giggling every time he farted? Well, if, if I wasn't in pain. I'm just kidding. So yeah. I'm just lying there in pain. And like, if I wasn't on, if they didn't give me this pill every three hours, I'd be in complete like screaming pain in my lungs and stuff mm. it was totally crazy and he just probably wanted peace and quiet and stuff was and, it like when you take a way too big a hit and it like burns really 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 badly it's like someone stabbing you in the lung oh i haven't i don't know that what that's before. like so i'm trying to compare it to something yeah <laughs> yeah so it just takes a little oh. knife because <laughs> oh that sounds terrible yeah it was the worst and there is no other nothing <laughs> really to fix it except for just medication and and i was so high at one point and i wasn't eating anything I was hallucinating. I was like, okay, I need to lay off these painkillers. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. You recognize that even when you were in yeah. so much pain. Yeah. I was like, I need mm. to not do this anymore. Yeah. Because the hallucinations are just intense. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> it's a funny thing with pain medication in the hospital because sometimes people really are afraid to take opiates and because they don't want to become, you know, uh, addicted to it. And you have to convince them because sometimes people, you just, you just have to, yeah. you know, you need to get through the pain so that you can breathe more deeply or to do something else that's healing for you, you know, get up and walk around or whatever. Right. And then there's the opposite where people, um, you know, probably not intentionally, but do become addicted to it and then yeah, overuse the, the narcotics. So it's, right. it's a whole spectrum of, of things that could happen with narcotic pain medication. Yeah, you know, we should go into insurance too because 
I noticed when when some of the receptionists and nurses at my, the office at my um, allergies. I mean, part of their job is half of their job is just talk arguing with the insurance companies. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I feel so bad for those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's all these regulations and there's only certain things that certain patients could have versus other patients and. Mm-hmm. I do some of that. Not to get political, but this is why I think we should have universal health care. If we all were getting the same thing, oh my God, it would save us so much money. We could have much fewer staff in our office, first of all, because yeah, a lot of people, that's their job Mm -hmm. is to request prior authorizations. Call insurance company and is that get what authorization. You do, Kat? Yeah, Kat I do does some that. Of that. Yes, and I do it a lot. First job, and it's terrible, and it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Also, I do it for myself because my insulin oh, yeah. costs almost four hundred dollars, and I have to try. It. It's just terrible, and that's after right. that is my copay. Oh, that's your copay. That's my copay. Wow, and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And uh, when I was living in Spain, <clears throat> I lived there two thousand eleven for two years, something like that. And while I was there, I was hospitalized for four days. Um, I came out with absolutely no bills. I paid nothing for four days. Really? Meals. I had an MRI. I had um, what? neuro studies. You didn't studies. have to pay for an MRI. Nothing. Oh I, I had neuro God. studies. So they stuck needles in my, my leg, like went numb. I think I like pinched a nerve or something. They were, they were trying to figure out if it was like diabetes related or what was going on. Anyway, so I was hospitalized by myself, which was terrifying. Kind of got by myself. Anyway, and uh, they stuck like these needles in my legs and then sent shocks through them to see if each different part of it was Mm. terrible. But I paid nothing. I paid nothing. And you're not even a citizen there. Right. I had, um, because I was going to American University there, they gave me like, it's called Sanitas, which is a type of one of the private insurance insurances there. So I had a card or private insurance card, but which my school paid. Well, actually, no, we paid for that. But I mean, but besides that, just paying your monthly something, there's nothing on top of it. Wow. You know, you might pay a small bill. Um, someone, an uh, ex-boyfriend of mine, I was in, in 2007, we were going around Europe, and he um, was climbing up in the south of France. These like rocks fell down, dislocated his elbow. We brought him to the French emergency department, and they like four months later mailed him a bill for like 200 bucks. Jeez. Uh, emergency department. Yeah. They, they like did x-rays, they reset it, they gave them meds, all this stuff. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And no one's scared. I mean, you're not scared. Like, can I live? Like, I think education and healthcare should be free. You know, you might pay a little something like they do if you want to have private insurance. You know, you pay your monthly bill yeah. or something. Or, But I mean, it's free if you want education, you know, the books and you pay for that stuff and certain things. But it's not like here where you have to go broke. Or be paying the rest of your life in your loans or your insurance right. or you're afraid you can't test your blood sugar enough because you can't pay for your strips or your insulin. It's yeah, like, yeah, that comes yeah. up are sometimes you where me? people are, they're, they're taking their pills every other day to make them last longer yes. because they're trying to get through the donut hole that right. Medicare has. Or, oh, insurance is just endlessly confusing and frustrating and such a huge waste of resources. It is. And, and it is. our population, so we're cardiology, most of our patients are older, they don't work anymore, they're retired and- they're, I mean, they barely can afford food and they're spending it on pills and healthcare. Mm-hmm. I mean, have we're all going to be old and retire. And if we're yeah. in the United States, look, that's what we have to look forward to. If nothing and we're changes. Nurses. Right. We're nurses. We're not having health care guaranteed when we retire. We're going to have to also buy a supplemental plan yep. as same things as are right else. now. Yeah. And you know, and you, it's, it's terrible. It's, there, you, this could be a billion hours of conversation. You know, right. 
That's it's why awful. I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really awful. And you feel for the people. And I feel like maybe they're mad at you, but you're like, I can't do anything. I don't know. I don't yeah. think people are often, they know it's the it's insurance company, control. but you know, it's frustrating for all involved. I remember right. the first time I had a, a thought about insurance. Um, I was a, I was still in nursing school and we had a patient in the hospital that I was doing clinicals at and he had a heart attack and he needed some sort of intervention and I can't even remember what it was, but we were holding him for a few days and then going to transfer him to a hospital where his insurance accepted, you know, or his insurance would pay. So it was going to be three or four more days. And I kept thinking, that's not right that mm. he could die in that time. You know, we should just do this now and let right. the insurance. And, and that was the first time that I realized, whoa, this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And it happens every day. It does. Every day. What do you guys think about that? I bet you have lots of feelings. You should write to us at www.nurses at gmail.com. That's right. <laughs> and are you a high-risk patient, Kat, yep. since you have diabetes? Mm-hmm. I'm high-risk for everything. I won't, like, they won't accept me for, I mean, for tattoos, for yeah. anything I get done, I have to have a, you know, um, uh, a doctor's note um, to have yeah. a baby. I'm going to be high risk automatically. Uh, I mean, just everything. Yeah, I, I, I remember before the Affordable Care Act, they wouldn't give me insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was terrifying. Uh, or uh, or else I'd have to pay pre-existing about, condition. Yeah, pre-existing condi- condition. Or mm-hmm. because of your asthma. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that See, dumb? That's so screwed up. Yeah, so dumb. That's the, the people, people who, who need it the most. Yeah, but they only want to accept people that are healthy. And don't need anything right now. Yeah, right. or else it'll be like six hundred bucks for just minimum mm-hmm. a month. That's yeah, terrible. I was terrified because I was on my parents' insurance. Yeah, we, this pre-existing condition thing still exi- was present, and I was about to get off their insurance. How am I going to get insurance now? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then thankfully, they abolished that, and yeah. now they can't. And the way insurance now. works too is um, is how much you make. A year, and if you make a lot, then you're gonna have to pay a lot more for your yeah, insurance. Yeah, if you're buying Still. your own private plan, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's just is so, really unfortunate. It's really convoluted. Everything's backwards here. It's crazy. It is. You know. Anyway, on to happier notes. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. So, that's okay. Well, you're just you opened a Pandora's box, yeah. right? No, it's yeah. really rage on insurance companies yeah. all day. I mean, like I said, I mean. I just feel bad for anybody who has to deal with the insurance at a doctor's office because I hear it in their voice. They're so irritated. Mm-hmm. It's just the most uh, inefficient process, too, because a lot of times insurance companies have people working for them. For example, when you call to do a prior request prior authorization, there's someone on the other line who is just a kid. They don't, they're just reading a script. They have no idea what you're talking about. So yeah. you try to explain to them, oh, well, he has this diagnosis and blah, 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 blah. And they they say, can you just answer yes or no, ma'am? You know, they oh, literally know have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then if it gets to a point where you've said yes or no to enough questions and they still can't make a decision, then they have to go get somebody who is medically mm-hmm. experienced. So 20, 30 then, minutes later. Yeah, then you yeah. have to wait on hold. They go get a pharmacist or a medical advisor or whatever. And I think there's a... Yeah. Like on the stuff I do, they get all the, you know, answers to the questions they ask me and then they send it to their, the insurance medical director and he makes the final decision and he either says no. Okay. So just background for anyone listening, the prior, a prior authorization is basically saying your insurance says this isn't on our specific plan of medications that we're going to pay for. So we say, please make an exception. 
this is the reason why. They have this condition. They've already tried this other medication that is on your plan. It's not working. They're not getting any better. Please pay for this one. Okay, right. so please accept it. Please make an exception. That's basically what a prior authorization is. Yeah. We're asking the insurance, please reconsider because of this data we're presenting you. Anyway. And sometimes they'll only approve it for six months. No, you just keep having to redo, yeah. which I have to do. You just keep redoing the prior authorizations and resubmitting the paperwork and and if any changes, but you know. Which is silly because a lot of times it's for meds, chronic medication, you know, it's yeah. for a chronic illness. You're going to need to take it forever. forever. So, yeah. hello, it should why be does it make sense to do it over and too. over again? Because they want any opportunity to not pay for a very expensive, usually, oftentimes they're expensive medications. Yeah. They don't want to pay for it, mm-hmm. you know? Like the allergy medicine I'm on, I take um, three shots every two weeks. It's $7,500 a shot. What? Yeah. So how much do you pay? <laughs> I don't pay much. But I don't pay okay. anything for it, thankfully. But still, <laughs> I had good. to. It's what is unreal. it? If you don't mind me asking. It's called Zolaire. Oh, I haven't heard no. of that. Mm-hmm. It just focuses on like this one little molecule in your mm-hmm. system. Huh. You know what the molecule is? I don't know. <laughs> just curious. Okay. <laughs> Some histamine something or other. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty trippy though. Oh. And so, but I always have to get pre-approved. Right. And then they go, oh, well, no, not, now you got to go through this one thing. No, now you got to go through this other thing. Yeah. It's like every month, on the month, oh, we had to cancel the delivery because we need to get permission from someone else to do mm-hmm. this thing. It's like, come on. Is it like a sub, like in your fat tissue or do you do it in a muscle? In the or? fat, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, how do I feel? It's the injection. Oh, oh, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, I don't feel it really. It just feels mm-hmm. like a little bee sting. Have you, how long have you been doing it? Um... Oh, about 10 years now, oh, at wow. least. And it really helps? Yes, like, really? yes. Usually, Do you still have asthma symptoms? A little bit, yeah. But usually, I mean, I'd be allergic to everything. Um, cats, <laughs> dogs, um, Sonoma in general. <laughs> Everybody's life. allergic to Sonoma right now. So you're now. like a bubble boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, seriously, Nothing, I was, I was a that. hardcore uh, bubble boy um, up until I met my allergist. You should see a specialist for a... Mm-hmm. Certain things, especially right. asthma. Yeah. And don't say your regular doctor for it. They can help you out a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, you go to your regular doctor for like in the beginning, and then there's usually anything that's, there's like branches off to everything, and they send you to a specialist. Mm-hmm. But is where Sarah and I work. We we're specialists. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you can go to your primary care doctor for things that are well, for anything, you should go to them for anything initially, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then if it's not a routine thing that they see all the time and you need a little more expertise, yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. refer or you to Or something they need, you need further care. Like for our patients that have heart problems, you'll see them, they'll maybe diagnose that, oh, it looks like they have this specific condition. Remember AFib. And then yeah. they'll mm-hmm. send to some, send you, refer you to a specialist who, that's their whole purpose is the heart mm-hmm. and they can treat it and better, you know. It seems like some people don't even know that, though. They should see a specialist that they have certain problems, you know? Well, it's I don't true. think you and usually... And some, some doctors won't even recommend an allergist. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially like which allergists. Is li- which, which is life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> it I can feel like be. That's like a smaller part. Like they'll refer yeah. you to like a cardiologist or pul- pulmonologist for your lungs or something. But yeah. allergist or acupuncture or you know like anything that's kind of yeah I mean, you kind of mm-hmm. have to it seems like you have to actually bring it up mm-hmm. to the doctor mm-hmm. maybe I need a specialist and mm-hmm. then they go okay yeah 
Maybe, let me recommend this one person, or do you have a, different, a certain doctor in mind that you want to see? Right. You know, I think sometimes primary care doctors don't even, I don't think they're intentionally trying to keep you from seeing a specialist. I think yeah. sometimes they just forget about, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, this is something that's available to me. I, this, you know, okay, this guy, he's got an allergy. I think I can handle it. But if it's not working out, I think sometimes they forget that they can Mm-hmm. Right, Ask right. For, not trying to throw a friend. Or no, no, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just. Yeah. Oh, you're right, though. Um, not but, to change um, the subject, but yeah. is anybody getting a little cotton candy on this wine? And the <laughs> aftertaste, cotton candy, cotton it sounds candy. delicious. It's a little sweet, but not in a gross it, way. Like yeah. it's a, it's n- nicely sweet. Not like a port, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, <laughs> it just has a little bit of a oh carnival finish. Now, have you that's two good. tried Fernet? No. Okay, so it's um a port. It's a, high, <laughs> it's, a um, it's a high alcohol wine, mm-hmm. and in the city, San Francisco, they call it the the bartender's best kept secret because you don't supposedly you don't get a hangover, which is complete BS. What? Especially something sweet. It, it tastes awful. It's oh. the worst. Why would but, you yeah, drink it? Because of the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, you get drunk and you're a bartender and stuff. It's like. It's made in Italy. Mm. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is not so it tastes gross. It's full of sugar. And you yeah. still get a hangover. St- and it's probably expensive. But they call it the bartender's best kept secret because in the city. Okay. But that's just like if you ask for it. Do most yes, places have it? they would know. Okay. Interesting. I'll take some brunette wink. Yeah. But they'll know. <laughs> I'll take some of your best kept secret. Please. Yeah, they'll know. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try that, and then I'll be like, "Just kidding! I just want to see what you'd say." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh sure. Anyway, um, uh, you know my my ex, she was an she was an RN too, and I noticed that she had to work very very long hours and stuff for her work. Um, do you two have to work about twelve hour shifts sometimes, fifteen no. hour shifts? Or? We're in an office, so we work Monday through Friday, eight thirty to five thirty. Yeah. Um. Which has, you know, it's pros and cons. The pros are you don't work the weekends or you don't work holidays. There's no call time. There's no night shift. The cons are that you have to be there Monday through Friday, 830 to 530. <laughs> <laughs> or more, like today. Yeah. I worked almost nine hours. Really? Yeah, that day was crazy. We had like, so we're, we rotate between like nurse of the day. So you're seeing patients, you're looking at all the labs, you're dealing with anything that comes up or doing any procedures or studies. And then your phone's nurse. So you're basically answering patient calls all day long. So that's what I was today. And I she had, was the phone nurse. Oh, I was phone boy. nurse. So we ha- I had, we usually average what, like 30 calls a day? Mm-hmm. I'd say 30 is an average to busy day. Average busy day. So yeah. phone nurse, are you I had people? I had 60 calls today. Which is insane. We've never, I've, I mean, no, since. The most no. I've, I've ever seen is probably 45. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck happened today? You guys yeah. wouldn't believe. 60 calls. I was. Wow. I thought. I, it was crazy. So I didn't get my breaks. I didn't take, I mean, I could have taken them, but then I would have been staying there even later because I couldn't finish what I was doing. So take the overtime, which is fine and just get everything done. But it was like, I was just, oh, it was crazy. She was had cool. a real good day. It was a day. <laughs> it was fine. I wasn't like freaking out or stressed or anything. It was just, I was kind of more like uh, not believing that we were getting so many phone calls thinking like, are they just sending them to me just because? <laughs> like, they can't all be nursing calls, and most of them were. A few were wow. like I could send to someone else, but most all of them were like 60 people who needed help. You know, 
it was crazy. And you don't want to rush each call. Anyway, it was a lot. It was a lot. Which is funny because last week it seemed like the phones were pretty slow. <laughs> yeah, so I think I was phones on Friday. I had four calls. I'm like, could we just balance it, folks? Can all we day? just? <laughs> yeah, I showed you all day. It was like four calls. Oh, I thought that was just for the no. morning or something. No, I mean, well, I don't know. There might That's have been a little nuts. bit more later, but like there was nothing. So I was just doing other stuff in the office that needed to be done, but helping me. Yeah, there were Thank like you. 60. Yeah, <laughs> helping again. But no, it was nice. See, it was, I couldn't do it without my team. Like everyone helped and stepped right. up and offered to take some calls. So um, it was a busy day. <laughs> That's busy. fucking teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's um, the the 12-hour shifts are cool too because you get three days out of the week. You get them out of the way, you know? Right, and Just right. knock out three days. But the downside to that is it, your whole day is gone. You know, right. it's 12 days is pretty much, or 12 hours is pretty much the whole day. Also, it's 12 hours of high stress. Mm-hmm. Typically, you're in a hospital if you're working 12-hour yeah. shifts. So it's 12 hours of being on your feet things constantly changing and you might not get a chance to go to the bathroom and you might not get your lunch break, you know, or you might get disturbed on your lunch break. And so that there are pros right. and cons and, and just you probably have to work weekends and mm-hmm. holidays and sometimes yeah. it's, it's not yeah. like, okay, here's Monday through Sunday. And I just work three out of that. That's it. It's not like that. Cause it's like, you know, there has it, to be the week doesn't the work. Week. Yeah. So you're still like, Two days on, one day off, three days here, four days, one day. You know, it, like it's all mixed up. So you don't just have your seven day and three days. Everyone would be doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but 12 hours is a long time. That is a long time mm-hmm. to yeah, be doing something fun. without breaks for the most part. You know what my best schedule was when I was working 12-hour shifts? I was um, at a hospital in Southern California, and I was on night shift. And I would work four days in a, four nights in a row and then have one night off and then two more nights in a row. So that's six days. So that covers two weeks. And then I would have a whole week off until I had to work again. Mm. That's oh, when I nice. first started whitewater rafting. Mm. <laughs> I did that on purpose <laughs> so I could have all that time to drive up to Northern California, raft, camp, mm. and then go back to work. That wasn't hard though. I mean, that's a lot of days It in was, a row but you know, doing... on night shift, it's almost better to have nights in a row because then you get into this pattern of mm. sleeping and, and wake cycles. Um, they were so, 12s? They were 12s, yeah. yeah. So for me, that worked out pretty well. Um, mm. I don't think I could do it now. There got to be a point where I just couldn't work night shift at all anymore. I would um, go, I would work Wednesday night and then come back Thursday night and read my charting that I had done. And it was sometimes jib jab. Mm. It was just me sitting. I thought I was awake <laughs> and I was typing things that weren't words. Yeah. Really? <laughs> also, yeah. they say that you die 10 years sooner. So That's true. Just like not sleeping. So if you're 100% chronically- true. <laughs> no, but like on average, they've done studies. That's why they pay you more for night shift because you're, they're basically, you're selling yourself, you know, just like they say with people, really? sleep is so important. Well, it's the same thing. Even though you're sleeping during the day, it's not the same because it's against our clock. Right. So what, if you're so chronically you fatigued, you die sooner. Clock in any way. Well, you adjust it, but it's just not our natural cycle. So oh, I think okay. that has a toll. Guys. on our yeah. bodies there are things you can do to help but and that gives yeah. you actually sleeping less too gives you a uh, higher blood pressure that's true less yeah it damages oh, a lot of so stuff. many things mm-hmm. have you guys heard about protein folding it happens when you're sleeping i don't i heard about this what? on npr or another podcast or something but basically there are things that your body does at night holding proteins so you know Every cell, everything in your body is made up of proteins and fats and water, basically, and probably some other things. 
Hey, I know what I'm talking Glucose. about. Glucose. Just go with me here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's part of what happens when you're sleeping is your body's kind of regenerating things and building new proteins. And so if you don't get enough sleep, your proteins don't get folded correctly. I'm going to look this up and tell you more about it next yeah, week. No, but that's really interesting. That's really yeah, interesting. I know, that. I know it like heals stuff. So it repairs your whole body. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to die so young. I have diabetes. I don't sleep. Whenever I don't get enough sleep, I think, God damn it, my proteins weren't folded and I feel like shit. They're just wrinkling the sleeve all wrong. <laughs> They're mismatched. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just threw them in the drawer. That's so irresponsible. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I have a sleeping schedule of a musician, so I don't really sleep much at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're always asleep uh, in the daytime. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we text. Takeshi doesn't start responding to our text until after 4 p.m. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Never even realized that until <laughs> you just say it. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I always think about it. He's still in bed. Oh, uh, that's, that's so nice. Takeshi. Yeah, yeah. I, always, <laughs> I, I sleep in until sometimes. 11 30 12 oh. but i closed my window up with soundproofing so it's like oh, i have a little a back cave idea. sunproofing sound soundproofing oh soundproofing can i can i like board up my boyfriend with soundproofing because his <laughs> snoring is not fun <laughs> just put a box over his head that's insulated like oh it's instantly quiet <laughs> unfortunately there's not much you could do with really bad snoring yeah, I know. And you could get surgery or you could put like yeah. little What if he sleeps things. on his belly? That doesn't help. Supposedly, he won't sleep on that. He, sleep, he sleeps on his sleep back. On your and his side. Doesn't matter. He, he doesn't sleeps help. on his side like every night. It doesn't matter. I just have to poke <laughs> him all night long and then my cats start eating food and they wake me up and then I'm trying to go back to sleep and then he starts snoring and I'm like. You know what I do? I just, just give up. I wait till they go to sleep first and then I go to sleep and snore. Oh, see, oh, you're the yeah. snorer. Yeah. Well, that's considerate of you. Okay, but weight gain for sure. Like, yeah, it makes people snore more. And then um, that's true. Like my, my um, dad has that, a CPAP. Uh, Not yeah, all. CPAP. I mean, if you're if you're snoring already, you're saying it makes it worse if you're gaining weight. Yeah, but because not everybody who gains weight snores. Right, right but right. It, okay. it would exacerbate. Okay. It. But yeah. some people that are thinner than you do when you gain weight, you start snoring. Mm-hmm. Explain what a CPAP is. So CPAP is continuous positive airway pressure, meaning you have these things stuck in your nose. I don't know why I'm doing it. No one can see yeah. this. No, we totally I'm get it. I'm sticking my fingers in my nose. <laughs> you have these fingers nose. stuck in your nose and so, they make you breathe good. I did tell you I like picking my nose. Anyway, should not bring that up again. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you have these big plastic things that are in your nose and then it keep, you keep it on forcefully by this band that goes around your head and it's connected to this machine and it pushes air in your nose so that... You don't actually choke the, yourself to death while you're... <laughs> right. Pretty much. It's, yeah. So Why that if you're trying to inhale yeah. a little bit, it goes with that pressure and it pushes and it forces right, yeah. your soft palate out of the way or whatever is blocking. Yeah. It helps to force the air in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which stops snoring somehow. I don't know, I my dad apparently snoring is your soft palate kind of flabbing around back there. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if that's right. So my dad apparently started to snore. It's called even sleep apnea. That's what. That's the. Well, sleep, yeah. That's why sleep you need apnea CPAP. Is if you stop breathing, right? Yeah. yeah. So you can still, yeah. I think you can still have a CPAP if you just snore, though, right? Or is it only given it's, for, it's for CPAP? sleep apnea? Okay, sleep mostly. apnea. So he does have that. There'll yeah. go periods of like absolutely no breathing for a scary amount of time. Um, but now he's snoring even with the machine. Oh no! So actually, one of the doctors at ARF was like. 
that's not like a good sign. So he should follow up with somebody. So folks, if you're still snoring on your CPAP or BiPAP, which is... Oh, I was going to ask, is he going to get upgraded to a BiPAP now? I thought BiPAP was the one where it goes with it and CPAP is the continual force. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. Hey, continual positive. <laughs> Write in and tell us, are you a pulmonologist or you're a nurse who specializes? Or are you just a nurse that works in the ICU, the hospital? I'm sure I knew this at one time. Because <laughs> Bi... Anyway, I don't remember what BiPAP stands for. CPAP is continual positive air pressure, so you think that's the continual, right? Whereas the other one is, yeah, but has needed it'll um, come in. BiPAP, it seems more aggressive because I think uh, just from when I've worked in the hospital, if you put someone on BiPAP, that's more serious. Mm -hmm. CPAP is more like that makes sense because like most people have CPAP, not mm -hmm. BiPAP. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, it's. <laughs> I don't even remember what we're talking about. Oh, sleeping and soundproofing. Yeah. yeah. Soundproofing, yeah. snoring. Yeah. That's all right. Well, oh, yeah. you got to enjoy your life. So you just stay up late. You do your job. <laughs> Can I tell you about the worst schedule I ever had? Yes. Okay. Uh, I did a travel assignment at a hospital on the East Coast, and they still did alternating day shift and night shift. So oh, no. pretty much nobody does this anymore. It's yeah. pretty archaic. You shouldn't change when you're sleeping in the middle of the week. Oh. There have been tons of research studies about this. It's better... If you're going to work night shift, it's better if you adapt a habit of sleeping at the same time every day. Right. If you're changing from days to nights, you can't do that. And also, right. they would do the shittiest thing. So let's say, for example, I was working on a Wednesday night that ended in Thursday morning. And then they would have me work <laughs> Friday morning. All Wednesday nights. Well, I'm just, I'm just, you know, just follow me. Because <laughs> Wednesday night, you know, to somebody that might mean ends at nighttime, 3 to mm -hmm. 11 or something. Mm -hmm. So 7 p.m. Wednesday to 7 a.m. Thursday. Right. And then I would be back to work 7 a.m. Friday. That's stupid. That's only a half day. Because, okay, yeah. so then I'm going to sleep most of the day Thursday and then get up, and then I have to try and sleep again Thursday night so I can work Friday. Yeah, that doesn't make That's any fucked sense. up, man. And yeah. I asked them, as much as I hate night shift, can I just have only nights? Because that would be much better for me than this alternating back and forth within the same week. And they said no. And I said, why not? I'm sure some other people would like to have more days. Mm -hmm. They just wouldn't do it. I don't know. I wonder wow. if they ever changed it. I don't know. Because that seems like at this point we have enough research to show that it's really, really unhealthy. Yeah. This was only three or four years ago. Wow. It's crazy, Was it in, right? the, in California? No, it was no. in um, Maryland. He's okay. That's why. You know who you are. <laughs> Stop doing it. It's really bad for nurses. And probably bad for your patients because if you're not sleeping well, you're not thinking well. Mm -hmm. Your proteins aren't folded and neither are the sheets that are going to go in your patient's beds and right. any other important Everything's things. Everything's going to be clean. Everything's nope. just wrong. Yeah. You're going to get jib-jab really notes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm glad I've never worked in the hospital. Yeah. I did not like school, you know, so you know what it's like and you've done it all, but. So I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I'm easily stressed anyway. So I like, I really like getting to know your patients most of the time. And like, right. Yeah. I mean, trying to go into work rough. after a long bender too is like really rough. Well, either way, that's really rough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're adults and we don't do that. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I think I really like getting to know our patients too. That's one thing I really, really love about where we work mm -hmm. is that, uh, 
it's kind of a small, it's, it, this is a bigger town, but it still feels like a small community and you get to know the patients and some of them you actually do know outside of work. So it feels like you're taking care of your friends, your family, your neighbor, your yeah. uncle or whoever, right. you know, I'm not related to anybody here cause I'm not from here, but <laughs> I've adopted some family members. When you said that, I like heard a little accent. I'm not related to anybody. Like you just <laughs> said it, which I didn't do that right, but um, my yeah, sister's coming to visit next week. Then you're really going to hear the accent. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I'm from Virginia. I don't everybody. get why you're fa- like, you have no accent at all. It's and because your family does. My, mom, my mom has a Southern accent. My dad is a uh, Palestinian. So he had a completely different accent. So we were all just yeah, accent but- confused and we made it a little bit neutral. Now they've all gotten a little more of the accent, my siblings, because they still live there and they pick it up from the people that they work with and mm. my mom and whoever else, you know. But did you, when you moved away in the beginning, you had an accent? Maybe a little bit. Um, there are certain words. And now I really, I don't think I have much of an accent unless I'm around my family. And then mm. it just kind of, yeah. that right. just sounds like the natural way to talk. Yeah, You sound pretty California. Yeah, yeah like totally, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> I can't Gag me even. with a spoon. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a word of the day? Oh, we do. Hang on. Let me pull it up for you. I love this part. I think word of the day is great. You know, the, I just that re- one thing um, about people, uh, when they hear a loud uh, noise and they, they jump, I can't remember the name. That, oh, yeah. I have that problem with my dad sneezing. <laughs> just your dad sneezing? <laughs> yeah, he could wake Overreaction. the dead. Overreaction. He, he could wake the dead with a sneeze, and I'm very sensitive to like very loud sounds. Wait, why are you bringing it up? Is that word of the day? No, it was a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. um, it was just basically like an overreaction to startling things. Mm, yeah. It's like you still, so when you're a baby, you have that reflex. The more reflex, oh, yeah. a startle reflex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, you never lost have, it. Yeah, you yeah just, I still have it. Except that it's only with your dad sneezing. Well, That's adorable. Very, very loud. <laughs> uh, it's not. Maybe it was from when you were a baby. He would do it a lot and just terrify you. It's, just, uh, well, it's stayed. I, it's so loud for me in general that I can't, I can't handle it. What about with anything else? Are you overly? Loud noises? Yeah. Yes. Really? Okay, yeah, so yeah. it stayed. Uh, kind of just. He probably just. Takashi. Next time I sing karaoke here, I'm gonna scream in your face and see what happens. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't help it with my dad sneezing. I'll, I'll just twitch and I'll. Just... Is it just normal sneezing and just startles you, it's or so it's really loud? loud it's so okay. loud. Is yeah. he one of those people that goes? Ah, yeah. Yeah. Like... You can wake the dead with a sneeze. <laughs> my dad does that. All right. What's the word of the day? Anyway. Okay. It's gossipaboma. G-O-S-S-Y-P-I-B-O-M-A. Could you use it in a sentence? Yes. Uh, I got Gossi Kaboomga. <laughs> Gossi. No. Say it slower. Say it slower. Gossi Paboma. Gossi Paboma. Okay. Country of right? origin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically, uh, Gossi Paboma is something that you- Wait, need. I want to guess. Okay. Okay. Gossi yes. Paboma is a goose who- Gets his foot stuck in a lot of seaweed and then what? poops yes. a lot because they're really nervous yes. and then they chew their foot off. How did you know? You're okay. so smart. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, go ahead. That's a genius. It was probably so close. <laughs> it is a goose. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's when an object gets left behind during a surgery. So, for example, mm. a sponge or gauze, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, gets left behind. If it gets left in somebody's body. Like Ew. gauze. Yeah. Goss, gossy, goss, mm-hmm. paboma, yeah. Oh, man. Paboma, omas are things 
uh, masses of things, right? Oh, like a lipoma oh. or. Oh, a, yeah, I guess. Um, anyway. Something under the skin. Yeah. So, you know, they, uh, they use so many things in surgery, tons and tons of gauze to soak up blood and blah, blah, blah. Now, do you think it's easy to keep track of all of them? It no. It should be. It's not. It's not. Gauze are just little things, you and know? Just They're just absorbs. little friable. And you could just stick it underneath of an organ and then never think about it again. So it's really strict now what they do in ORs. There's a circulating nurse who's responsible for counting. Is that who's responsible for it? One of the nurses is specifically in charge mm-hmm. of counting everything that goes into the surgery and everything that comes out. Wow. Yeah, and... They started making some um, gauze metallic. They have a little metallic strip in it now so that if you are, let's say you put 59 you know, pieces of gauze in and you only have 58 coming out, you can do an x-ray or some sort of a scan and locate it more easily. Can't they just huh. make gauze that just evaporates or disappears no, or absorbs? Know. You know, just like the... Like the uh, I can't remember the the popcorn that they put in the um in, in uh, Amazon boxes and stuff like that. Oh, if you put it in water, it just absor- just disappears. It's biodegradable. Yeah. No way. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if that Let's would be helpful though. Like, because usually you're using gauze to, right. to soak up blood and like <laughs> fluids. So yeah. if it just absorbed, that would be. And like, we don't want to add something to like an area that. Also, know. they use the gauze to measure how much blood was. Mm-hmm. you know, lost during a surgery. So you need to oh, really? retrieve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they actually, it's really interesting, at least in like C-sections, which is the only actual surgeries I've really seen. Um, they take each gauze and they put it in an, in. so you've this, uh, have you ever seen those shoe racks that you hang in your closet? Yeah. It's yeah. like the material. So it's that type of thing, but miniaturized and it's plastic. And you put one gauze per pocket, and that way they can easily count oh, that's all of smart. the gauze. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's really they do smart. That in Missouri, I don't know about here, but it was it was really interesting. It was cool. So you could count it easily because you see one sheet's full, two sheets full. That's huh. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was a surgical tech who counted it or the nurses or whatnot. The nurses are like on the patients, so I don't know if the I don't really know. I don't know anything about surgical nursing. Yeah. We should have an OR nurse on here sometime. That would be so fun. So the risk of leaving something behind, um, other than maybe it would just irritate you, really, depending on what it is. Right, right. (laughs) You could cause a major infection because Mm -hmm. gauze are super absorbent. They're not part of your body, so they're not going to just break down and you know, become one with Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Um, So then that's a good place for bacteria to come and hang out. They bacteria want to hang on to things, and so that'd be a good place to hang out. And I had a patient recently um, who was telling me about how many surgeries she's had over the past few years. And one of them was because, so she had a knee replacement. And sometimes after you have a knee replacement, they put a little drain in the incision that they made in your knee to Mm -hmm. kind of, because your body's still bleeding and they want to let it come out. Because if it stays in, that's just causes other problems. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, when the nurse or nurse practitioner, whoever came and pulled out the drain, the tube that stays on the inside of your body, it snapped and the nurse or nurse practitioner didn't notice. So this is why you're supposed to measure drains when you Mm -hmm. pull them out to make sure you pull out the same amount that you put in. Um, Or, you know, IV catheters, you're supposed to look and make sure you still have the whole thing intact. Because if some part of it gets left behind, then you can get a major infection, which is what happened to this lady. So then 
They didn't know why. Her knee got really infected, and then she got treated with multiple courses of antibiotics. And then Jeez. finally they realized, oh, there's a piece of the drain in there, and she had to have another surgery. Oh, oh my no. So she would have had to have another surgery at the beginning just to get that piece of drain out. It's not the nurse practitioner's fault that it broke, but it's their fault that they didn't recognize right. it because then this poor woman had to get multiple courses of antibiotics for no yeah. reason. Well, that sucks. Crazy. I wonder if, like, as a nurse, we would... Like, would you be like, can I see, just, can I just look at the tube? Can I just want to make sure it, like, isn't broken looking? You know, like, would you think to double check that stuff? Like, knowing. If I was pulling it or if I no, was just. No, if it was being done to you. Oh, if I was the patient. Yeah, like, extra paranoid. Like, are people oh, see, this really is why looking at things? I would be the worst things? patient. Yeah. Yes. I'm like that. I'm like, but did you really see that okay well i just really want to double check that that was actually done <laughs> oh boy nurses are the uh, worst yeah. patients it's just also it's hard to be and like go through life <laughs> like i have anxiety and so like <clears throat> knowing a lot of things that a lot of the things that can go wrong with your body is hard when you're already like hyper anxious about life you know and then you're like well, I know that this could happen to me and I know this could happen to me and I know that, oh my God, maybe that's a symptom of this, you know, but you don't want to ever go to a doctor about it. So you're just like, but it's it's crazy. Do you ever find that? Like it's hard? Like, no, I go the opposite way. Uh, I am in complete denial. I think, mm, mm. okay, I have this pain. Nope, it's nothing. Nope, that's nothing. Nothing's anything. Everything's fine and Mm. I'm all good and I'm going to do some yoga and put some tea tree oil on Mm. it. And most of the time it works out. But occasionally. That is me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Wendy, I feel like, like men, like what you brought up earlier, there's like this running joke that like men won't go to the doctor until their like balls are purple or the penis is falling off. Because well, that's the important thing is your penis, though. Well, that's the thing is they never worried until it comes to something like that. And then you're like, okay, I guess I should go to the doctor. Good time to go to the ER, penis falling off. Yes. (laughs) Right. I I mean, Um, definitely don't wait until your penis is halfway off. Just like go in the beginning. There's like a little cut in the top. Then it might keep going and it'll actually end up falling off. I'm just kidding. It won't crumble. It won't do that. Right. Well, I haven't had a checkup since I was 10. Well, Dang, you beat me. Yeah. I've had to. When are though. you supposed to start doing prostate exams? 40. When do so you you're want overdue, to start doing prostate overdue for a prostate <laughs> Is it really 40? Yeah, it's 40 God, for men. How I did think. we get that old? I feel like like that was so far away from my prostate exam. No. But like, <laughs> doesn't it seem like all of that? So like mammograms and like colonoscopies, like Finger so in far the butthole. Away, so far away. Well, yeah, it's a, I, I don't think that should have happened to you. It shouldn't have. <laughs> They Check aged out last me. episode. Yeah. Oh, man. But you know, like, have you done that at all? You haven't done it? Is that why you haven't done it? No. Are you scared to get just, a finger in the butthole by a doctor? He's all, no, that's actually. Why, that's why I added by a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty scary. All of a sudden, they're like, I feel something. Is that cancer? Okay, okay. So that's, I think, <clears throat> actually the reason a lot of people don't go is they're afraid to find, find out, out the something. Truth. Yeah, but... You're making it so much worse. If yeah, you find right. out now, it's oftentimes not a big deal. It's if you be wait, far more treatable. Yeah, now like than prostate later. cancer, it's like ninety percent treatable or something crazy statistic. Yeah, and if you right. wait like two years, it's not. It can yeah. kill you. So right. just like go in the beginning, check yeah, your balls every day. Is crazy because it goes, it starts from the balls and then goes all the way up to the brain. 
Well, just like most cancers, it can metastasize <laughs> yeah, to anywhere. That's what happens. It's because that's Armstrong. how your guys' connection is. Your like, no, brain his, is directly connected yeah. to your yeah. his experience. It doesn't always just follow that natural path. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it did. Balls to brain in two days, you're dead. That's, I mean, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Like men, yeah. all you, you know, it's like a direct I mean, connection I, I there, have clearly. on my ankle that uh, my ankle's dry because I guess it's it's been dry for a few years. It's been dry? Yeah, it's, 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 like See, I think almost, that's not like an urgent issue. Because like, I sprayed hang it. Hang on. Have you put coconut oil on it? What are you talking about? I have Can this we see one it? dry ankle. I want to see your dry Your skin side. is dry? Yeah, it's very is it dry. Pink? It's pink. Oh, is it like white, crusty on the top? A little that's bit. Eczema. Sometimes it's purple. eczema. Yeah. It's eczema. We'll diagnose you. See, you don't need a doctor. Uh, that's no big thing. You can't really do anything about it. I can't do anything about it. I figured it's because I sprayed my ankle like three, four times and something happened. No, that doesn't have anything to do with your skin. Oh, you can put some olive oil on it. I, I or what do they put on eczema? I don't know. Uh, you get like a prescription creams, you. but I don't know if yeah. it actually is it itchy? No. Does it hurt? No. Then You're just fine. shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> don't waste your money. They're going to tell you it's eczema and be like, well, you, we could eczema. like make you pay it's for fine. some cream. Put some coconut oil on it. It's like a natural antibacterial. Yeah. Not to be... Californians say coconut oil or anything. And it quinoa does, it does and help. kale. Put all those things put on all, it. <laughs> just rub your salad on your ankles every day. Yeah. Also, you should eat salad every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're well over an hour here. Oh, oh yeah. Because we're so fun. Gossy Paboma. Gossy Paboma. What is that again? Oh, leaving something in yeah. the body. See? Yeah. I clearly pay attention to <laughs> Well, you know, guys, you can tell us about all of your Gossy Pabomas. <laughs> sounds so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> at www.nurses at gmail.com or you can just tweet about it to the whole fucking world to see at, yes. at whiningwnurses. Whining is spelled W-I-N-I-N-G. Like wine. Yeah. Just clarifying. Whiningwnurses. Um, and you can check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash whiningwnurses. And you could subscribe to us on yeah. Apple Podcasts. Rate, I, review, subscribe. Subscribe, like, and leave a comment. Just look for Wine with Nurses. And um, check out 19 Crimes. It's actually a good wine. Yeah, yeah I liked up. it. I it's pretty good. good. Yeah. For Cheers. Wine. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.